This is Contra Radio from Contra.Scot. Welcome, dear listeners, to the Sunday Sermon with me, David Jameson. It's not often I turn on the television these days. When I do, I'm suddenly and powerfully reminded of the level of delusion into which the public broadcaster has slept. To watch Laura Koonsberg's Sunday morning politics slot or listen to the BBC's Ukraine cast is to pay a visit to a twilight land, as in a dream, certain features bear a resemblance to one's own experience. But these mix freely with the strange preoccupations of politicians and journalists. The massacre in Gaza is discussed, but euphemistically. Strange formulations of words from politicians, sustainable ceasefire, the fighting must stop, are never interrogated and never compared to attitudes of months and weeks ago. As substitute, we have dark grumblings about all-pervading but vague evils. Putin is at the gates. The streets are full of, quotes, hate marchers. Constant vigilance is needed, and history punishes the complacent. Hypocrisies go completely unacknowledged by journalists whose job it is to spot them. You can hear leading Labour figures sermonise extensively on the ghastly killing of Navalny, with no fear at all that the long, slow torture of Julian Assange will be bracketed with it. There's even less chance of a rude interruption to remind them that their own leader supported the cutting off of food and water to trapped civilians in Gaza. But what strikes one most clearly is the simple lack of quality in the front ranks of the parties. We like to laugh at the demands for adults in the room. This embarrassing epithet is used for Eurocrats, Democratic Party functionaries, neocons, leaders of the former social democracies, in some, members of what is still the political establishment but who were a rather more cohesive block before the ravages of populism. The idea that these people ever represented reason, technocratic finesse and incremental progress was a joke in the 1990s, and that joke has only soured and become more surreal since. Nonetheless, we can still say, without fear of being overly charitable to the past generation, that Western political leaders aren't what they used to be. Rishi Sunak is comically miscast for his time and place. The Tory party has never been so factionalised, with even political nads losing count of how many gender groups have been founded in the last two or three years. Popular Conservatives, National Conservatives, Conservative Democratic Organisation, New Conservatives, etc. The Tories also now suffer yet another external faction, the Reform Party. The Conservatives took a huge gamble and lost with the Brexit referendum principally to shake off external factionalism, then in the shape of UKIP. Since we are all bored of the perpetual Tory infighting, no one can bring themselves to ask the obvious question. Was this ever really about EU membership? Or are the divisions in the first party of British capitalism aimless, pathological and terminal? Sunak is, of course, no answer to this question. This is why Keir Starmer is being treated as Prime Minister-in-waiting. Big business donors are defecting in large numbers to the Labour camp, and for elites, 
Much rides on his rebranded labour. But even Starmer seems to understand the fragility of his project. He lost control in Rochdale regardless to his authoritarian party regime. This is why Starmer has pledged to depoliticise British society, allowing citizens to go about their lives without the inconvenience of controversy and rancour. Of course, this is a projection of the political class's own desire as well. But the instability of politics is set to continue. Meanwhile, the helmsman of the entire world system, Joe Biden, can't finish a sentence and trades in ludicrous memes. No, really, his response to a media storm over his failing cognitive abilities was to share a picture of himself on social media with laser beams coming out of his eyes. This idiotic, minus-zero substance campaigning gimmickry was issued as the bombs were pounding Rafa and Biden was making clear that he would do nothing at all to prevent another mass slaughter. The killing in Gaza today will have immense ramifications. You'd need a very truncated memory of the last 20 years of disastrous Western foreign policy to not understand that the killings, cruelties and humiliations visited upon the Palestinians will inevitably breed an unpredictable, multifaceted and global backlash. Biden himself is the weakest link in the entire transatlantic chain of Western power. It feels wrong even to mention his various mishaps of recent weeks. Awareness of his various bungles and crimes don't diminish our tenderness for the elderly and their struggles. But he fails to remember the personas of his fellow statesmen invoking the long-dead French President Mitterrand as the Chancellor of Germany, and calls the US-backed Egyptian strongman Abdel Fattah al-Sisi the President of Mexico. Being able to remember and address foreign leaders, or communicate one's own policies, are not optional extras for the world's most powerful man. The feeling now is of a world oscillating out of control, with no leadership and no plan. Biden is less than a caretaker, he is clearly not in charge of the US. Given this, and given we all must assume he won't see out his term of office, his campaign for re-election seems like pure desperation on part of the US permanent state. Could they really find no other from the whole population of the United States to make a run? Is the entirety of the Democratic Party so repulsive to US citizens that no alternative was possible? It's also too late to ditch the almost equally useless Kamala Harris, who now stands to become president by default, should Biden actually win, which is far from certain. But who commands the confidence of no one? Whether the US is led by Harris, Biden, alias his unknown, unelected, unaccountable minders, or Trump, Britain will follow the Washington script in foreign policy dutifully, slavishly in fact. Spurred by Foreign Secretary David Cameron, who defended NATO against Trump's warning that he will simply feed skinflint European allies to Putin, Starmer got in on the action. But it's all big talk. Labour's prospective Foreign Secretary David Lammy may have called Trump a woman-hating neo-Nazi sympathiser, but that's one woman-hating neo-Nazi sympathiser Lammy will be willing to follow to the gates of hell if commanded. Don't believe me? Ask the people of Gaza. Headless and leaderless, we saunter into this new world. The more advanced the decomposition of the ruling parties, the more elites retreat into their twilight world of internal conspiracies and foreign threats. They will never face the truth of their own failure. Want more like this? 
Subscribe to Contra Radio on our SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up to our regular newsletter at contra.substack.com and find great articles and more at contra.scot. We really rely on listeners like you to help us grow. In return, you get access to exclusive content and events by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash contrascott. 